previously last week on Cock Die, the heroes walked. Oh, I gotta sneeze. Ah. Uh, okay, I can hold it back. I can hold it back. Walked a young girl home, such gentlemen, and pressed forward out of the Vistani camp and towards Mount Gacchus and the thousands of evil souls there. Doing battle with the Barovian beasts, y'all beat your way to the mountain and began to rise up into the patchy mists. The trail grew narrow, giving way to thousand-foot drops on one side and sheer rock cliff on the other as you press your body into the wall. Each time a gust of wind threatens to pull you off into the the depths. Emerging from the mists, two demonic birds appear unmoving. Statues along an ancient stone bridge crossing a jagged ravine. Crossing over the Tosalunka Pass, you watched crawling from the fog. Tibblesworth, who, with a smart positioning, you blocked and stomped him over the side of the bridge. With the way clear, you took a step and, uh, Anthony, you notice your footprints in a circular shadow. Looking up, you see a bird growing in size rapidly. starting to shake a little bit as this bird beats its wings, dive-bombing down towards you, Anthony. Oh, oh no. Um, I guess I'm gonna shoot it. Let's shoot the bird. Interesting. Alright, I will say, you guys, to do a quick recap of where you are, in the middle of a bridge, over a thousand foot drop of misty nothingness below you, Anthony sits in the middle of this, uh, about ten foot wide bridge, the rest of you, having taken up positions at range, are back kind of near this uh, gatehouse on one end of the bridge, and you see diving bombing towards Anthony, this giant bird. All of you, well, within relative uh, ducking into safety. Anthony, you have the ability to either shoot this bird, try and run across back to your allies, or forward, crossing the bridge. Oh, ah, oh, you see gonna cross the bridge yeah it's probably probably wise it's a big bird it looks menacing all right to get across the bridge i'm going to need as i switch over to screen crew give me an athletics roll as you sprint across trying to get out of the range of the bird let's see if this is i downloaded something hey it did it that's pretty cool I've downloaded a Chrome extension for D&D Beyond that just straight up rolls it from D&D Beyond onto here, so, yeah. That's hot. You feel the beating of the wings get close, the air vibrates around you, and you feel hard talons encircle your ribs as you slip on a patch of ice, start to plummet, tumble over the side of the bridge when you are lifted up out of the mists. You are flying in the sky. Hmm. 
Julie, let me make sure that is the case. What's <laughs> your AC? My, my AC? Oh, it's a uh, 17. All right, a 21 does in fact hit you. You are grasped in the talons of this bird, flying off away from the bridge. You all see your friend being lifted up into the mists. So you get Guardias? I got a little red, I got a little red thing down here on my connection I'm cutting out. Say again, Guardias, please. Does he look like he's in danger? Does he look like he's in danger? Grasped inside the sharp, jagged talons of an enormous bird? Um, guess that's up to him. Are you Um, if, 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 if if I answer yes, will you hit it? Because I'd prefer if you didn't do that. If you answer yes, I'm going to try to get you down and play. Hmm. Just I I don't feel like falling. That's my that's my only thing right now. Yeah. If, if you fall, I don't know if I have the capability to catch you, <laughs> but I can do something that might help you. Yeah. Let's 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 not have me fall right now. I'd prefer it's not to. Eighty-five percent chance of survival. Hmm. I've had worse. I've had worse. Coolio. So I ask, are you in danger? <laughs> um, a little bit, little bit. Just say yes, bro. Trust me. Yes, yes. I'm in very much, so much danger. Yes. <laughs> oh, so much danger. Oh, wow. So much. My life is, is flashing before my eyes. Is the bird hovering <laughs> over the bridge or over the mist? So this bird has done a flyby without uh. stopping picking up momentum and just in the full dive and then flattening out and going forward with that momentum, he sees Anthony in the claw and is rapidly retreating away from the group. I'll say that with some quick reaction time, you could maybe cast a spell while it's in range. A spell? Mm. I cast command. (laughs) I need a wisdom save. Oh, I can do that now. Okay. Wisdom save. Right. Sorry. Wisdom save. Oh, oh my. That's not Did fair. I'm going to command it to. Uh, can I command it to come back? Oh. Of course. But like you can just say return, isn't it? Like one word, just one return yeah. or one back. Yeah, so I guess return would be really up to the thing though, because like, what if it wants to return where it's going? Yeah, come back is one word, right? <laughs> Hyphenated. No, no, I think it's a, a, a compacted word. I think it is. Yeah, come back's one word. Baby, come back. <laughs> Whoa. Is that a compound word? I'll accept it. it so is. you're asking this thing to return, correct? Yeah. The thing vanishes into a of the mist, 
Anthony, you feel yourself lifted up the mountain, disappearing up in a giant half circle, in which case you are released. You fall about, oh, say 15 feet. Go ahead and roll a d6 for me. Before hitting. I got feather fall. You have feather fall? I'm a monk. I think I get oh, that fourth that's level. Right. Okay. High mistake. Do you take no fall damage? Sexy munch shit. No, no. I think I think I have it right. Yeah, I should. Slow fall. Yeah. Slow fall. But that's what it is. Yeah. Fourth level. Wait. Yeah. Oh. Um. Congratulations. You're all level six. Oh, oh. no! You tell us. I would. I should have gotten that during the housekeeping at the beginning of the game, but uh, first. First half hour, I'm counting it as a win. Oh, yes, right when we're in the middle of, mm, yes, bird stuff. Right in the middle bird. of combat. Hey, level six, here you go. Wow. Oh, gracious DM. Thank you for this level. <laughs> Ooh, I get a new Kinsei weapon. Uh, wow. Oh, boy. What should I pick? So as you are circled around and let go, you are suddenly released, and even though the surprise of it um, sets you uh, off, you know, sets you off space, but you land in a pile of sticks twisted together. Kind of do that cool monk landing where you land on one knee and kind of punch the ground. Superhero landing. And then the Wait, bird. Give me a name of a weapon. <laughs> give, give, give me a weapon. Scythe. I don't know what to pick. Good old Scythe. Nothing beats that. Bird continues to circle back around, and you do feel the beating of the air as it returns. Anthony? Yes? You feel around. The mist is thick, but for a moment, a little clear patch passes through, and you find yourself in a half bowl of sticks. Hmm. You're the Sounds cracking. like a nest. <laughs> looking over, cracking under your feet, hard shells, and you look and find... Something tweeting at you, starting to pull at your legs. Take a wild guess and say that's going to be a baby bird. You hear something like it. They start nibbling at you and start like trying to take a little bites out of your leather boots. Just because they're children, children, no mercy. I'm gonna climb up to the sides of one of the nests to get away from them. The nest, yes, yeah, climb up to the side. All right, give me a strength check. They, they got a little bit uh, holding on. Yeah, they, they got a little, little pecks on you. Strength check or say it, yeah. Strength, strength. Yeah. It's not really a saving throw. These uh, these birds aren't too dangerous. Usually the mama does a little more damage when they drops her prey into the nest, but no, 19, that'll do it. You, no problem. Shuffle on over the side and start making your way down the mountain. 
you find that the nest has been built into one of the tops of the towers of this... Well, there's a structure that you're climbing down. You're surprised that you're expecting to find some, like, handholds or some kind of rock formation that might be easier and find smooth, polished amber stone. Is there cracks in the stone? Cracks in the stone. Like, like, but like between the stones, like. Oh, a crevice, not caressing. Uh, yeah, you do find like cracks in the stone that you can wedge your hand into. I'm gonna take out a my dagger and my short sword, one in each hand, and just kind of climb down with those as climbing tools. All right. With those, I'll say you do not need to roll. You successfully start making your way down this giant temple, and as you do. The mists part, and you see this enormous structure like a vault built into the side of this mountain. Back to the bridge. So the bird... Comes back down and returns, perching directly in the middle of the bridge, looking down towards you, Cardius and Varius. Yep. It's kind of stalking back and forth. You see those stones puff up, little bits of dusts. Even though giant birds are, they have hollow bones, it seems like it's putting a little bit of stress on this bridge. Mm. Was that Guardians? I'm trying to see if it's for her. Uh -huh. And what of you, Various? Take the longbow that I got from Cardius. And uh, light it on fire with my crimson right. The arrow or the bow? The bow. Okay. Fire bow. And then I'm going to take a shot at the creature. All right. I'd say you're within range. Go ahead and give me a shoot him. 14. 14 hits. Oh, wait. That's a specter. 14 just misses. Dang it. Okay. <laughs> Flies over the top of him. The rock starts beating its wings again. Oh, I have extra attack, though. Ooh, all right. Go ahead and shoot again. Hot, uh, hey, 28. Um... So it takes 10 piercing, 4 fire, and oh wow! I'm going to use my new ability at 6th level, Brand of Castigation. What's castigation mean? I'm afraid. Um, so it's now essentially branded, and I always know which direction is, and each additional time I or it deals damage to me, or a creature you can see within 5 feet of me 
creature takes psychic damage equal to my intelligence modifier. Impressive spell. So you got tabs on it as it <laughs> dives off the bridge back into the mist. Cardius, I give you one more attack as it is still in range, but it is leaving as it sees that you guys have cover and it cannot get you. Uh, okay. Uh, guess I'll just hit it with the firebolt. Good old bolt. Oh, wait, no. Sails off to the side. It disappeared in the mist too fast. But Miss you. Various, you notice that it is taking a long way around through the ravine. Clearly, it knows its terrain well as it takes a very subtle, almost um, stealthy way of removing out of the ravine and then back up into the sky, circling above you. It's guarding the bridge. It's looking. You wouldn't say it's guarding the bridge. It doesn't have enough time to swoop in and attack the bridge. You would say that it is high enough up to where it would be able to see you and look for an opportunity for you to cross through the bridge on your way to the Amber Temple. So now is a good time to run if we want it. You could make I mean, it through. You figure with your uh, with your tag on it, you would know exactly how far it is away and that you have enough time to make it across. Alright. I'm just going to start booking it across. Half limping. <laughs> at a wolf, right at your side, looking around, smelling deeply. You guys cross, no problem. Cardius, uh, you, got, you go and do? Hmm. Yeah, I guess. All right, you guys cross over to the other side of the gatehouse on the opposite side of the ravine, no problem. You do hear a little bit of groaning and moaning coming from that gatehouse inside, but getting within the threshold, looking around, there's no immediate danger. Groaning gets a little bit louder. Look for the source. Give me a spot hidden check. Or is that perception check? Sorry. Ten. That's good enough. You see a few specters wandering around outside the grounds. They must have heard something crossing the bridge and slowly drifting towards the gatehouse. You have but a few moments to sequester yourself and try and hide from the rock above and the specters outside drifting between the walls towards you all. 
suppose it's kind of hard to hide with the burning bow. Might be a good idea to put out the burning bow and try and stealth the remaining distance. Yeah, I'll put it out. Go ahead and give me some stealth checks as you guys try and quietly sneak out of this gatehouse underneath into some tree cover and away from these possible threats. Nice roll. Oh, it was a lightning bolt. Nope. Oh, that was for the rock. Never mind. Well, half of your group stealth check is going quite well. Wonderful. You guys sneak off into the forest and disappear into the white underbrush, making your way up the mountain. Way to avoid that combat. Well done. Good rolls. Anthony. Oh, what's going on? I climbed to the bottom of the tower. Completely fine. Totally or fine. Something happened. Nah, no, no. Ah, yes. You look down. As expected. Now you um, like an Olympic gymnast, climb down the facade of this temple with one hand, making it look easy. And see, emerging from a fog, the fog below you, a road and a snow-covered landscape. And it takes you far enough to see the facade of some kind of a temple carved into the sheer mountainside that you're climbing down. The front of the structure is 50 feet high and has six alcoves containing 20-foot st tall statues. Each statue is carved from a single block of amber and depicts a faceless, hooded figure. Its hands pressed together in a gesture of prayer. Between the two innermost statues is a 20-foot tall archway and staircases leading down. So, so I'm, not a, I'm not near this thing. It's a, it's a bit away, right? You're still climbing down this thing's facade, and the reason you uh, notice, like, uh, a lot of these statue thingies is that you kind of swing your feet into this opening and find that there's an alcove, and uh, the statue has some great handholds, so you use that to get the remaining way of the down to the ground. Doesn't look like a place I want to stay for long. Interesting see if part. there's any... Is there any direct way out that I can see? The icy steps descend about 10 feet to a time-ravaged hallway which disappears in darkness before you. This uh, stairway down in between the statues, three on the left and three on the right, is the most obvious entrance, but go ahead and give me a spot hidden check. What would that be? That would be a perception oh, check. Perception. I'm sorry. <laughs> Twice in a row. Twenty-one. 
the only way in it must be the only way in only one all these footsteps around here are oh, a performance ah oh, thank you yeah so the performance actually yeah. uh, does not but the perception does you see that all the steps uh, the footsteps in the snow pretty fresh lead off to the right wait nope not one let me get, i got the map let me get you guys on the map <laughs> so you see the staircase directly in front of you having climbed down the facade of this beautiful vault in the wall and see over here to the left of you is a ravine a fissure The natural fissure has opened in the mountainside on the west of the temple's facade, creating a gap two feet wide and about 10 feet tall. And looking inside, uh, more or less 15 feet deep. You see light coming from the room beyond and hear human voices there as well. I have a question. We, when we leveled up, does that reset my key points or do I still only have the one left? Reset them. I like it when you get all your shit back when you level up, especially yeah. in the middle of a fight. I do too. Various, uh, go ahead and take a um, reduced yeah, yeah, health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Re uh, get rid of your reduced health, get rid of your exhaustion, and uh, go ahead and take all your hit points back. You all are heroes feeling rejuvenated and alive. Cool. Oh, that. Ooh, 12 more X. Oh, my, my walking speed went up. So that puts me at 70 max. Great news. My walking speed is now 50 feet. And Anthony, I'd say after you're done investigating the alternate entrance to the left of the ravine, you start making your way back to the entrance and see Cardius and Varius and Adawolf coming up the road, not from uh, not from within middle of the trail, kind of off to the side within the forest. You figure they're still avoiding the rock and looking around. You don't see them. Which direction is the rock? Currently, it's on the other side of the mountain. You feel lucky that must have gotten lost or found something else interesting. Alright. Ah, glad to see you're safe, Anthony. Oh, well, what took y'all so long? Been waiting here forever. Uh, we didn't get carried off by a giant bird. Yeah, thank trying to feed me with babies. Makes sense. Anyway. Yeah, birds are weird. You guys make your way up to the entrance and start making your way down the steps. There's a back way in there. Off the the side. Probably be smart. 
did hear some voices coming from it, though. Anthony, fix your internet. Oh, no. No. Oh, no. Um, I guess Farius better? sneak over yes. to this entrance after Anthony points it out and try to see if he can notice anything. Perception check, please. Not very good at those. Oh, hey. <laughs> 16. Peering inside. Really squinting, trying to see what what you now. Once I'm how anyway, you see the flickering torch light bouncing off the scones of the bare stone room. Six bed six bedrolls made of stitched animal furs covered with blood, and cool air filters through the fissure in the southern wall. Which you stand in. Ugh, man, it reeks in there. You just smell the stench of a bunch of barbarians. And one, two. Well, there's more than two. And you can smell wolf. Or out of wolf smells another dire wolf in there. Uh, I can only smell, I can't hear or see anybody yeah you see one or two people you can uh just what's coming through the crack you can't quite see into the room completely without being without risk being discovered but you do see like one or two people you see fur white fur pull over to like here whisper over to anthony there's a couple people inside, and they have a dire wolf as well. Barbarians, by the looks of them. I knew there was a few in there, but you know they had a wolf. I can generally smell those of shared blood, and I'll kind of glance over to Adder Wolf. If we can go in that way, it'd probably be easier, but conflict might draw attention of anyone else in the complex. But this way we could get the surprise. The front, not so much. What do you guys think? Well, I've always been a fan of going in the rear. I love the element of surprise. I shall never see you coming if you get her from behind. You know what I mean? <laughs> Why are you still here? Oh, have you know? I've never gone nowhere. We go in through the front. We can block off on any exit out of the room that we can see and keep them trapped in there. Thank you. Potentially use this exit to get around behind us as well. We could split and have people at both entrances. That works. Does anyone know any fire spell? Uh, yes. 
One. I can light my weapon on fire. That counts. Anything extremely flammable? I have tinderbox. Well, if we could set up something in there by the door, I assume there's an entrance in there. We could set something up by the door in there. Cause a big fire. Smoke them out and force them to come through this door. Or this opening. We can pick them off one at a time. Oh wait, I have those. I just got a spell for this. Oh, dang it. Alright. Uh, how far up are the people? You'd say from your position in the ravine, this crack in the wall. Maybe about 15 feet. Oh, that's pretty close. Uh, how many? You saw about two or three, including the dire wolf. And who among the group looks is strongest and most tanky? Hard to say. Looks like everyone's bedded down and napping for the moment. The individuals that Farius was able to see were curled up in their bedrolls. <sighs> okay, okay, okay. Do they look smart? They don't smell very smart. Cool. I'm going to use enemies abound. Alright, what's that do? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked. Oh, yeah, text block. Here we go. You reach into the mind of one creature you can see and force it to make an intelligence saving throw. A creature automatically succeeds if it is immune to being frightened. On a failed save, the target loses the ability to distinguish from friend or foe. Regarding all creatures it can see as enemies until the spell ends. Each time the target takes damage, it can repeat the saving throw, ending the effect itself on a success. This is an amazing spell. DC 15. Let me roll six intelligence checks. Oh, it can only be on one creature. Ah, okay. So you would do it on the... Let me re-roll. You would do it on the leaderly one. So I'm assuming the one with the biggest bed roll. Yep. Carefully choosing your target, glancing within the ravine, poking your head in, you see a sexy gladiator woman with a huge bed and two dudes in it. Casting spell oh on her. <laughs> she is the leader. She's What's trying to her? make everyone happy. <laughs> she fails. Ah. Wait, Great. gladiator's got to have some kind of plus. Hold on. You said intelligence. Well, actually, intelligence, actually, maybe not. Uh-huh. Got here. We have a plus zero to intelligence. Fail hard. Fail uh -huh. harder. So, yeah. Screaming. You guys hear terror fill this room as this woman screeches out in the worst nightmare you've ever heard. She leaps up and then starts hacking at her own men. I love it. You see a scene of chaos devolve. She immediately strikes out and deals lethal damage to the two people in bed with her and then starts working on the rest. Yeah. So if everyone wants to... We crit. Yeah. If everyone wants to stealth, we could uh, use the distraction she's creating to get in. 
through the fissure or through the front? Uh, the front should be fine, right? Let's go through the front. I'd rather avoid that. All right, you guys, feeling like you've done good work. Good distraction over there. Well done. Dusting your hands off. <laughs> guys, make your way back over to the icy steps and start making your way down. And I'll admit, I've been pretty excited for you guys to get to the Amber Temple. This is just some good old-fashioned dungeon crawling we're getting to do here. All right. Icy steps descend ten feet at a time, ravaged hallway with arrow slits in the walls. Beyond the hall lies a vast, spherical darkness. Now, you guys come down these stairs and find yourselves in a hallway leading to a massive room in front of you. You see doors to your right that are open, and the doors to your left are closed, leading into the room which you have unleashed unholy violence into. Well, I wouldn't call it unholy. <laughs> A 20-foot wide balcony of black marble with shattered railing overlooks the vast temple. The black marble staircase at each end of the balcony descends 30 feet to the temple floor, and the vaulted ceiling is 30 feet above the balcony. The halls and ceiling are covered in amber glaze, lending the gloom a golden sheen. A set of amber doors stands closed at the west end of the balcony, a similar pair is open to the east. And looking down again, and it is dark in this huge room, you see even darker arrow slits in both sides to the right and to the left of this massive chamber. Oh, it sure would suck to not have dark vision. Ooh. <laughs> Various is going to make his way into the doors on the east. They're open. All right. Just a peek inside. So everyone has dark vision, I'm assuming? Yeah. Yes. You can't see quite through the end of the room. The chamber, this large chamber, is about a hundred feet in, not in diameter, but, damn it, length and width. I know what a square is. <laughs> you see that there is an enormous, large, looming statue, half shrouded in darkness, unable to make it through this distance away, but you make your way into this room over here. Um. Uh, 
This room is featureless except for a rough-edged 10-foot diameter circular hole in the floor. Ah, oh, that's what that hole is. I thought that was not a hole. To the east, and empty torch scones along the wall. Double doors of amber stand open in the north and west. A single closed door lies just south of the western set of double doors. I'm going to go up to the hole and kind of peek down to see what's in it. Giggity. Mm. You see that the hole leads down to another level. There's more than this temple and it goes down. How far have we dropped? Say the floor is probably about five feet thick, and then you got another. Well, the area you are has quite a lot, quite taller ceilings. Yeah, call it about twenty-five feet. That's not too bad. I just say, this is not safe at all. I don't like holes that I'm not able to fuck. I say we he does go not back. His token is not there, therefore I do not acknowledge him. You're right. I, I cease to exist. Take it all back. He's an omniscient voice. <laughs> oh, God. He's that disembodied voice, you know? You know the one. There's only one of those. Yes, and he is it. When did he get the accent? Well, obviously, he saw how much we loved that accent, and he adopted it. Ah. I see. Carry on. Well, I say we don't go down this hole. I think we should explore the rest of this area and secure it. Make sure it's safe. Well, if the disembodied omniscient voice is telling us to do so... We probably should ignore it completely. <laughs> Down the hole! <laughs> Anyone have rope? No looking! Um, I have rope, yeah. Have you tossed anything down there just to see? What if there's someone down there and we alert them? Ah. Uh, well, this seems like uh, something I could try to handle. You are going with wings. Um. Yeah, I'm just gonna fly down into the hole. Can I stealth before I do that? Of course. Not that it matters much. My stealth sucks. Ooh, good stealth though. Nice roll. Okay. That's an eleven. Yeah, but plus seven is not crappy at this level. I was gonna say what? Anywho, down into the hole. <laughs> that's, anyway, that's my stat. Wait a minute. That's nice. Stealth stat. Looks like we all have plus seven to stealth. Right. Flying down the hole. 
You enter into a room with walls of glazed amber. The floor is red marble and a rough-hewn shaft in the center of its ten-foot-high ceiling, which you descend through. Three amber sarcophagi stand in the alcoves, and above each sarcophagi floats a human skull wreathed in flame. You hear that these skulls are in the middle of uh, somewhat of a low-toned argument. They're hushly, hushly and hurriedly speaking among themselves. No, I'm telling you, the berserkers are back in their lane about there, and I don't think they should be in there. Well, why don't you go over there and move them, Barnabas? Well, if I have half a mind to, I would. They don't seem to have noticed your presence. Even though you did float down amongst them, they are not looking in your direction. Wait, Barnabas? Like, the one from the Avernus campaign that piloted the ship? The, the, the French accent? The French? Oh, you caught With me. the French accent? You caught me. All the Barnabases have a... All the Flame Skulls have a very similar voice, and it's kind of French. Ah. <laughs> that makes it Barnabas from Avernus was like violently French. Yes, he was more French. Oh. He was the original. <laughs> Is it so, offspring or something? All flame skulls come from Barnabas the Flame Skull. Uh, and they are named Barnabas. Barnabas one? Barnabas the first. The first, the second, the yeah. third, you know. Ah, I see. Junior. Uh, do these things seem hostile? I'm telling you, every single barbarian should be wiped off the earth. They are scum, and each one of them, as they breathe, is a nuisance to my existence. Ah, so they're racist, but they're not... We don't have barbarians. They're classist. They're classist. They're classist. Ooh, but I mean, other than, other than that. Other than that, they could be nice. I mean, you know... Um, a guy in a robe, a Ku Klux Klan member, sure throws a mean barbecue. Oh? Huh? Alright, uh... Don't know if that's true. It's probably not true, actually. I'm sure there's one. There's you one can't good sum them all up. There's one good racist barbecue spot. Can I? Honestly, there's a town that has the best pie, and it's called... And it's and it's like, it's the pie shop is called um, not gonna the like Coffee this. Cup Cafe. Oh, it's not bad. Except they're bad at spelling, and it's just the K coffee No, no, cafe. no, no. Oh, God, no. It's not racist anymore. I shouldn't have gotten <laughs> here. I regret this. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, God. So, uh, can I try to walk up to one of the skulls or to converse with it? I'm they, these barbarians are useless. All they do is eat and then kill and uh, um ah uh, ah. Uh, you guys, I think I grab. Oh holy shit! Who's this? Get her! Oh. Right, and as these uh, flame skulls start to glow with violent green flame, I would go ahead and give you a persuasion. I think you're trying diplomacy here, correct? Yep. All right. Uh, what? Uh, go ahead and give me a social roll. I I think you meant persuasion, but okay. oh, <laughs> fucking damn it! Oh wait. Fifteen's good. Uh, just, just get talking to him. Talk oh, wow, to him for a, a minute. Nine? That's amazing. That's well, that was the plan. But there's too many of them. <laughs> 
They are so shocked, they don't immediately triple fireball you. Let's see if they... I guess it'd just be a respond. Oh, what did I do? I guess it would just be a uh, reciprocated persuasion rule, right? Well, you make an excellent point. Ah, but are they oh, wait, I don't have any hands. Well, I think we could make an agreement not to attack each other for now. I, now that's because you kind of speak. Uh, I heard you mention something about some barbarians or gladiators or whatever that were trotting about here. Yeah, would you mind, you know, informing them all about the situation? Um... Sorry, what do you mean? We don't work with the bar with the berserkers or those barbarians. We are really quite against them defaming and disgracing our great halls here at the Umble Temple. They are unworthy to step foot within us. Yes, unworthy. Yes, quite unworthy. Yes. Oh, well, it's great that you said that because I, too, am against unworthy people setting foot in temples. Of course. And I they are scum. They should never enter. Yes, we are one. We're one of the same mind. Completely agree with you, yes. Um, that's why I feel you think it, you know, nice to know that I did, in fact, have the leader of that group of barbarians turn on her, you know, subjects and slaughter them all in cold blood. Magnificent! Your ways of torture and guile are most impressive. Hey, everyone, listen to this. The berserkers and the barbarians were turned against each other by this. Wow, that's quite impressive. What magic did you use? Impressive. Wow. We'll have to keep our notes later. This is most impressive. Yes. Very well. If there's anything we can do while you're here on the table, do you need a tour? We'll show you around. Yes. Is the least we can do uh, having cleaned such filth and villainy from our halls. Ah, oh, yes, a uh, tour would be nice. We are quite new to the area, you know, just coming to uh, appreciate the temple. I do have along with me uh, two companions, but I'm sure this shouldn't be a problem. They're not of the filth that you claim yourselves to be so against. A friend of yours is a friend of ours. Yes, friend of ours. Yes, quite so wonderful. Yes, well, friend. Please follow us. We'll take you to Xanathar. He's quite the educated person. Most of us have lost... Most of our memories from after the first few hundred thousand years that we spent here. Not much left of us, but Xanathar. Xanathar was able to. Well, well, I guess he wasn't. But he'll be able to show you around this way. Please follow us. I'll uh, let the other two know that it's all clear down here. So are we going down there, or are you coming back up? I mean, you, you can come down here. How, how far is a drop? I want to know if I need to climb down. It's 25 feet. Oh. I want to climb. Sure. Yeah, I can just drop. All mm -hmm. my fall damage is reduced by 25 feet, or 25 damage. Yeah, never mind that. Dear mugshit, you do a backflip, land perfectly. <laughs> Judges, all three flame skulls hold up a ten. Go ahead, Burns. <laughs> is going to take out his rope and tie it to a torch sconce <laughs> and lower it down the hole. Are uh, you carrying your wolf companion? Yeah. Okay. Oh, a dire wolf. Hmm. Or you could strap him to another thing of rope and just kind of pull his system down. <laughs> yeah. Like you could hand him to Anthony, you can just jump down with a 
<laughs> There's a backflip with the dog. Uh, I was going to ask, but then you just went, so. Oh, wait. But, he jumped down with the dog. Yeah, well, he jumped down with the dog. Okay. Lovely. Are you all make it down. Some of you carefully dungeoning your way down. Classic D and D. I was just saying, fuck the dungeon and doing the backflip. <laughs> and what's you guys. What's, what's more cinematic? <laughs> Climbing <laughs> down the dungeon as it was meant. Listen, when Quincy did that, he looked like an idiot because it was only five feet. <laughs> <laughs> Find yourselves in the vault of Shantax. Bunch of flame skulls in there, too. Ah, well, since we're in here, I will formally introduce myself. My name is Carnaeus. Uh, these are my associates, Various, Anthony, and uh, their pet, or I guess they consider it more of a companion, Adolf. Pleasure to meet you all. I am Barnabas 3, this is Barnabas 4, and Barnabas 5. Carius, Various, and Anthony. Pleasure to meet you. Of course, Adderulf, you're a good boy. Yes, you are. And you see a mage hand appear in midair and start to pet Adderulf. Oh, that's so cool. About what CR level do those skulls look? Four. God damn it. What? <laughs> <laughs> What's what's your what's the CR you can have? Just one above that. <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much. Damn it! God damn it! I wanted a sentient skull man. This is a tricky spot because it designates in the module that these flame skulls are supposed to appear once you're already being attacked in the other room. So I'm glad that didn't happen. How you find a way around everything. I, I try and be an okay DM and not instigate fights that are probable TPKs. I was like, what? This is bullshit. I don't want to do this. What are you talking about? That's the only way you're supposed to run. <laughs> Gary Gygax would be very angry with you. No TPK? Oh. Surely. You're a weak DM. Soft. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're a great DM. Look, you do. Yeah, yeah, totally. You're right. Now, what was I thinking? Stop. Gotta let it keep that darkness off of me. But you guys find yourself in this room, and now that the tour is about to commence, the Flame Skulls, uh, Barnabas 3, goes up to the door, which is locked and sealed. You can tell some kind of magics there. And says, Shalaks! And the door. Slides open. You guys find yourself in uh, this hall now. The walls and ceiling of the great hall are coated in amber that glistens like fresh honey. Dust covers the black marble floor. To the north, the hall has collapsed, leaving the wall of rubble. Many amber doors lead from this hall, standing in the front and the south door are three ugly women in tattered black robes and gowns with brooms and black pointed hats. Do I know them? Seem like the, you. these are not the hags you are making made friends with. No, these are witches. <laughs> Wait, are they cute? 
Um, one of them seems to be pretty cute. <laughs> they seem like oh. the kind of witches that stitched the stitched together the body of. Um... Never mind. Spoilers. Hmm. Okay. Frankenstein, we gonna fight Frankenstein. You are not gonna fight the reincarnated body. Uh, you're not gonna fight a Rebus. That's not what you're gonna do. He's I don't know what that is. <laughs> it is the great and final work of alchemy, the true calling. A golem? The combination of male and female. The ultimate yeah. in existence. Now, these three Borovian witches seem to be standing in front of an amber door. Which one? Uh, front of the amber door, directly to your right. This one. So essentially, you opened up this door to the vault you were in, and these three witches are standing directly to your right, trying to open up this door. You catch okay. them essentially saying a password to the door. They all glance over at you as you walk by with the flame skulls, and they're just surprised by your party and the three flame skulls. Usually the flame skulls are melting and burning. Whatever they find, odd that they aren't. You you keep saying here and here, but are you pinging anything? Or are we supposed to be somewhere? Because it's a are you map? on a different map? Lookie, are you? Um, I'll get you on the right map. Sorry, I'm dumb, 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 dummy, dumb. But this always happens. I, no, it doesn't. <laughs> I've, I've done it before many times. You start talking. You ever, you, you ever try to run cave combat when the players can't see the cave? Ooh. And no one like tells you till halfway through. <laughs> being in a Zoom meeting, it's like, oh, you're not sharing your screen. Ooh. How long has it been like this? Over oh, a half hour. Okay, I, I'm dumb. Various <laughs> <laughs> will tip his hat to the ladies. That's fine. Oh, evening, young man. Oh, wow, what a gentleman. Oh, my. Oh. And they kind of do the uh, the spirit finger wave over to you. <laughs> you guys continue. Bye. They keep uh, focused back on their work, trying to open up that door. And you guys would come back into... Yeah. So you do see two more amber doors entering into chambers on your right before the hallway shifts left and comes back into the massive chamber. I'll put you guys back a little bit. I don't think you would immediately head right to the middle of the room. You guys watch as the uh, as you shift around this corner, the hallway opens up into that massive chamber you had seen before, before lowering down the hole. 
you see that this hole has put you on the same level as this massive open room. Four black marble columns supporting the vaulted ceiling of the temple, at the north end of which stands a 40-foot tall statue of a cowled figure in glowing, in flowing robes, not glowing. Now that you're on this side of the room, within 60 feet, the darkness, you can actually see this statue, and as you look up into the cowl within the hood of the statue, you see complete darkness that your dark vision cannot pierce through. What is that? Who is that a statue of? I'm gonna ask Ooh. the skull. Oh, yes, I know who that is, but do you know who that is? Go ahead and give me a religion or a history check. Ah, things I was originally supposed to be good at. And as the words, the question leaves your mouth, you suddenly realize that this is the statue of the God of Secrets. Ooh. Cardius, you know who this is. Varius, you as well know who this is. And as the realization comes over you all, A chill creeps into you, your group, for the first time, feeling the extreme cold of this environment. The temperature throughout the complex is negative 10 degrees Fahrenheit. Hey, it's a flame skull! We didn't have any. <laughs> you kept but yeah. the weren't there, so I made one. Here you go. Thank you. So I will need everyone, please describe. I think some of you are magic enough to not be affected. I wouldn't be surprised if the monk is like, nah, I'm not affected by cold. By, by what? It is cold, cold in here. It is negative 10 degrees Fahrenheit. Characters who do not have a heat source, cold weather gear, or magic to protect themselves are subject to the effects of extreme cold. Oh no. Does being a demon count? Hot blooded hundred and three. Do the flame skulls count as a, a source of heat? <laughs> <laughs> right? You know what? That makes a lot of sense to me, actually. <laughs> multiple characters that have been burned alive by these flame skulls, so it wouldn't it wouldn't be unfair to kind of just like but like, but like, if they aren't, can I light a torch from their flames? <laughs> yeah. That would probably be disrespectful. You might want to ask. Grabbing one of the sconces from the wall, you hold it up to the flame skull, and uh, he's like, wow, that was so rude. Can you believe this guy? I'm going to burn him. <laughs> I forget flame skulls are actually that big. They're like tiny. Oh, they're, 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 they're just skulls. Wait a minute. Yeah, they're not really big or anything. It's a little size of a skull. 
Wait, wait, aren't flame? Yeah, a skull is roughly this. Yeah, it's a, it's a ten pound bowling ball. Yeah. Not even ten pounds, actually. I thought a human skull weighed the same as a ten pound bowling ball. Did that it, pillow commercial lie to me? It did. With a brain in it. Fuckers. Skulls are at most two pounds. Maybe, Maybe your pound. skull. My skull's a little lighter, if you know what I mean. Okay, hold on. It's just <laughs> bone. The statue's stony hands are outstretched as if in the midst of casting a spell, and its face is a void of utter blackness. Statue, that is. The ominous statue stands between two black marble balconies, one of which is partially collapsed and fallen on the temple's black marble floor. The walls of the temple are sheathed in amber, and the door leading from it are made of amber as well. Arched hallways coated the amber lead for way from the temple to the east and west, which you emerged out of the one in the east. Flanking these exits are alcoves that hold white marble statues of robed human wizards with pointed hats and golden staves. One of them has toppled over and lies shattered on the floor. And as you guys take in the rest of this room, slightly warmed up by the flame skulls. Huddle a little bit closer to the flame skull circle. Circle of flame skulls. We're going to take a five minute break. Wait, wait, uh, quick question. Quick question. What's up? Okay. So, so that statue's broken, right? So, so is its magic staff thing made of gold there just sitting on the ground? You go over and think you just scored a legendary golden staff milk shit time on steroids and you pick it up and it is cheap painted on gold <laughs> but like, like could i use it as a quarter staff of course but it is not special awesome, awesome. okay you kind of snap it over your knee turn it into a quarter staff is this uh Qu quarter staffs are pretty big i think yeah Memories Roughly of the step. water. Uh, Akira. Akira Yaka Yamamoto. Yamamoka. She is the Silent Hill composer, if I'm not mistaken. They can be quarter staffs are either six to nine feet long. Not a quarter at all. Quite large. Right, that's not a fourth of a stick. That's a stick. Wait a minute. <laughs> That's the whole ass staff. Wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, like, is it a quarter of like those chucking logs they do in the Irish competitions? What? In in Ireland and Scotland, they have they have these competitions to see who can throw these big old like logs, like tree, like tree trunks, to see who can throw them the furthest. And they're absolutely humongous. Aliens. Extraterrestrials. They're huge. It doesn't matter what you call them. They've arrived. Called it Aber Toss. Uh, 
That's just pretty cute. There we go. There's the link to it. A strange, cold place, oppressive. You feel the cold leaking into your bones, leeching of you up your scant remaining heat. You shiver, trying to fight off the cold hands of death. I'm trying to say is this place is cold. It would seem. 
with the flame skulls surrounding you, you are not affected by the detrimental effects of this extreme cold. But do you do feel on the knife's edge? Living on the edge. Oh, look at the little flame skulls. They're so cute. Really? Looking in this room, it is massive. You cannot see the other end of the hall as it, it disappears into the shadows. About a hundred feet by a hundred feet, you see directly to the right of you, the God of Secrets, a giant massive statue, its face shrouded in complete magical darkness. Can I walk over to the statue? Absolutely. I want to look around it, you know, pace myself around it. One second, I have to see if the thing can see you. The what? <laughs> Man, I gotta see if this inanimate object can see you, huh? No. <laughs> no, what? No. No. Can this faceless god of secrets see you without a face? That is the question. Did it have dark vision? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happens. You circle the statue. Oh, oh is this like uh, Buddhist statues or whatever? It's not a fat guy sitting cross-legged. Tell you that much. It like, looks... uh, can I check it for seams? Yes, you may. Give me a spot hidden check. You mean a perception? Thank you. Third time. <laughs> One session. We'll get it eventually. Ah, 14. Okay, okay, there is something here. Let's see if you met the DC. Mm, probably not. Well, unfortunately, the stonework of this giant amber statue seems to be pretty good. Must have been magically done. No seams. Totally smooth. Well, that's suspicious. If anyone else would like to take a close look at the statue, picking up off of why Cardius is laying down? I'll take a gander at it. Reception check, please. <laughs> That's a statue. <laughs> nice. Oh, I appreciate the thought. As you guys move around, still being led by the flame skulls, where are they taking you anyway? Uh, just around. Taking you oh, but since they're here, can I ask them about the statue? Of course, that's the god of secrets. Very powerful. This place was dedicated to protecting all the dark magics and hiding it away from the world, secreting it from the evil forces that might try and feed and use its power for nefarious ends. We were those mages, set and sworn to the secrecy and the protection of these awful rites. Unfortunately, 
through the ages, these powers corrupted us and turned us on each other. We attacked and killed each other until no one remained for thousands of years. It was at this time that Xanathar came back and resurrected us all as flame skulls in his service to protect and share these secrets with anyone who might come asking and looking to fill their own knowledge with what remains here. Kardash is just going to be writing that down. Uh-huh. And given to anybody who asks and looks for amazing. Yep. Got it. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Truly, the God of Secrets would be quite disappointed at us openly sharing these darkness with the entire world, but maybe he wouldn't. I mean, I can share my secrets with you as well. I'm a uh, scholar myself, if you would like to call it that. Wonderful. We'll compare notes. Yes, this will be quite profitable for both of us. How would I can, mean? Yeah, I can give you the spell I used on those barbarians upstairs. That's quite lovely. That actually would have solved many of our problems without getting our hands dirty. Thank you. Yes, yes. Great. Fantastic. This way, this way. I'm gonna um, come back to the statue later. Is Xanathar still here? Oh yes, never left. He is seen himself as something as a tour guide. Ah, Loki, can I leave one of my uh Ikigami at the statue? Absolutely, which one are you summoning? I'll summon the flug. Summoning up the toad? Mm-hmm. That's not the sound effect toad that I was looking for, but okay. I was looking. Good. I'll leave it at the statue. You summon Sapiens, and he is summoned at the statue, and you guys keep walking. Leaving him to guard, and he is correctly right at the base of the statue? Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. He'll do what he wants. He can look at the statue if he wants to. Mm -hmm. Alright, let can me find... Yes, yes, one moment. Let me find where he is. I can never remember anything these days. My memory's shit. <laughs> Here somewhere. Oh, what else was in the room with the statue? I'm sorry? What else was in the, uh, the room with the statue? So this large room had two staircases leading down into it, 
three white statues. One of them, uh, four white statues, one of them broken. Three complete, one broken. And other than that, you have two rooms directly to the back. One of the doors is open, one of the doors is closed, and then another hallway to the left out here. Wait. Barnabas, Barnabas. Where... What are these three other smaller statues of? These were my friends and colleagues, wizards, who swore themselves to protecting the secrecy that we guarded here. This one's dead, this one went mad, this one here was a good friend of mine, horribly eviscerated. Oh. So these these statues are you three. Well, not not us three specifically, no. But uh, it, the, we were uh, amongst an order of great mages that was sworn to protect good and and uh, and greatness. But we uh, went back on that pretty quickly. Ah. Uh. All right. I just remembered where we're going. Follow me. <laughs> Okie dokie starts hover-floating over. Can I keep up with the heat source? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you guys start making your way over with the flame skulls and they're warming you up and keeping you toasted. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. You guys make your way back up the staircase. Hmm. Actually, since you're with the flame skulls, nothing happens. Was something supposed to happen? When you crossed into this side of the room, you felt targeted for a moment. I don't appreciate that. Just, just a moment, just for a hair, a second. Who's coming back up here? Cross into the room, which Guardius had unleashed entire madness into, and see it blood-coated walls and floors, men, Sit slumped over with knives in their necks, still blood flowing from their freshly deceased corpses. Oh, wait a minute. Still one. Oh, the bad thing about this. Uh, while I did say they turned on each other, it was just one person turning on everyone who happened to be the strongest out of the group. Um, I'm actually not sure what may or may not have happened to her after she uh, went rampaging. Uh, however, I can only hope that she felt very, you know, guilty by her actions and committed suicide. Funny you say that. <sighs> not the suicide part. <laughs> the <Kind> guilty? <sighs> okay. You look down the hallway and in the piles of blood between three of the corpses is a woman on her knees, head in her hand, crying softly. Not so not terrible. Not defeated. Crazed. God, you see her shaking, quivering terribly, her giant, broad shoulders and muscles clenching at blood-dripped axes. You guys. <laughs> 
walk right on through and head into this room. She seems a little too insane, having just murdered all of her companions to even notice her surroundings. Well, I'm sure she'll go off on her own. She'll snap out of it. She'll be fine. Shake it off. Commit Japanese ritual suicide. Senpoku? Yep. Senpoku! Seppuku. Making your way into the hall, the walls of this 20-foot wide, 70-foot long arched corridor are sheathed in amber. The southern half of the wall is scorched by fire, and a charred corpse lies on the floor here under a burned fur cloak. Several amber doors lead from this hall, and three arrow slits are cut into the eastern wall. Floating in the middle of the hall are the three flame skulls, which you huddle closely to as you continue down to this room. Unless anyone wants to have a pit stop and take a look at that corpse. I want to look at the corpse. I want to look at the corpse. I'm going to poke it with my new quarter staff. God damn it. <laughs> Seems pretty Jura's dark. dead, guys. <laughs> Extra yeah, that, crispy, that's guys. A corpse. Is this the uh, wizard they said got completely eviscerated? This is, in fact, the wizard that was immolated. Yes. Oh, that's pretty cool. And he has a staff, Anthony. Okay. Okay. Then you, you already it? have You can staff? have it. I'll, I want this I, staff. I got a replica. I got a replica. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. You don't need a good staff. Okay. Um, Cody is taking the staff. You feel it, and it's cold. You expect it to be cold because everything in here is sub-zero. But this is unnaturally uh so. Can I inspect the stick? Yes. You taking it and feeling the stick. Damn it. Feeling the staff and the coldness rush into you. You feel a presence in your mind. Oh, well, that's not new. What? Who is that? Who dares take my instrument of power? These are my magics. This is my powerful magic staff. Who dares wield it? Uh, Cardaeus? Cardaeus who? Who dares what such impudence? My God! Uh, well, I mean, my last name was kind of stripped from me. As you make your acquaintance with this, uh, well, it seems like a fragment of the wizard's personality made its way into the staff before he died. Yep. Go oh, ahead and take down Staff of Frost into your inventory. Oh. Now, now I'm just thinking, if Anthony had gotten it, just like the wizard, it's my magic. All right, you can keep me. Just patch his people to death with it. You can, you can keep your secrets. You can keep your secrets. I just want the stick. <laughs> Oh, how nice. It's in the companion. Let me just... Lovely. Okay, I got it. And please update your character with the following flaw. Ah, god damn it. I crave power above all else and will do anything to obtain more of it. Bold of you to assume that wasn't already in there. <laughs> yeah, I just had to rewrite that twice. All I did was etch it deeper into the paper. Lovely. 
first time it was written in pencil. Now it's written in pen. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, that's somewhat along the lines of uh, what I already have. It's wonderful, wonderful. As you guys get get a stick, get some loot. What's in the... What's in the... What's in this one? long 10 foot hallway with bare stone amber at the end you guys make your way into the northwestern annex and vine torches and sconces illuminating the dining table in the center of the room covering the table is a magnificent feast that fills the hall with rich smells of cooked meat sweet vegetables and piping hot gravy and wine is it real Looks real. Is it poison? Give me um, an arcana check, please. Totally Ow. real food. Oh, that, that. Well, now I know it's not. It looks so good. You can practically taste it inside your mouth. The juices from the meat oozing down your gullet. Oh, it's gonna be so good. Ah, uh, no thanks. Anthony's I... gonna check it to make sure it's still good food. He's had a bad case of food. <laughs> He's lived in Barovia long enough to not trust things. Arcana, you said? I'll accept a Arcana or a Perception check. Uh, don't roll it. Yes. Fine. Feel it. Ooh, nice roll. There we go. So you see some extremely high-end wines. You can't believe they have the Wizards of the Wines all the way down here. Other than that, you also see, um, I don't know what this word is, but I'm going to try and say it. Ewer? What? E-W-E-R, an Ewer. Ewer? I don't know. E-W-E-R? An Ewer is a large jug with a wide mouth, formerly used uh, to carry water yeah. from someone to wash in. It's like a... It's a Ewer. Ewer. Oh, it's a Ewer. I'm sorry, I was insane. Ewer. Yeah, Ewer. It's essentially a water pitcher. Yeah, water jug. Pitcher, yeah, pitcher. Thank you. Yeah, you see a kind of a fancy a Ewer. It is hidden in plain sight amongst the feast, and it's a green copper embosomed with images of dancing bears, elks, and wolves. Embossed. I think I was combining emblazoned and embossed. So this wonderful feast, lovely smells wafting around. You see in the middle of this table a lovely green pitcher, ornately carved. 
Who is it? Poison? <laughs> it's an error. It's probably not poisoned itself unless it's made out of like some kind of hard metal or something crazy like that. It might be full of poison liquid in there that might not be drinkable, but it is there and you do notice it. Is there any plants nearby? Just a bunch of delicious vegetables. You see like green beans, some peas, black-eyed peas. You got some... What other vegetables can I cook? Uh, you got a salad? You got a good-looking salad on there? Some carrots? Some cauliflower? Mm. Yeah, I don't trust. Wisely, you all continue on, not touching anything in that delicious room. Very. I mean, how are smart. they going to grow anything? How are they going to grow anything? It's a mountain. Looks a I little too. Like, like if it was just goat and maybe like snow peas, like that'd be believable. But like cauliflower. Nah, cauliflower's where I draw the line. That's it. Uh, know that this is no good now. You see that? That's the <laughs> devil's radish. <laughs> see that? That broccoli's so moldy it turned white. Wait, what? I that's guess what I, it. That's what I used to think cauliflower was. Broccoli's gone bad. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're right. Don't like, let anyone like, realize. <laughs> Like, like, cheese. I knew cheese was moldy milk and stuff like that. Well, Some of it is. Yes but, and no. Yeah, but, like, that's what I thought it was whenever I was a kid. So my thought process was if it looked similar, it was just an older version of that food. <laughs> that's such a child-thinking mistake. I love that. Like, like, pickle, like cucumbers were old pickles. Wait. Yeah, it makes sense. It's just no, no, one no, step other way. Pickles were old cucumbers. Pickles were old cucumbers, yeah. I mean, you were correct in that assumption. That's how I thought a lot of things were, like, um... Just extrapolate that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought beets and radishes were just the same things, just different stages. <laughs> oh, yeah, the radish came before the beet. Which came first? Oh, God. Continuing on from this magnificent feast, I will say that that ewer is an interesting magical item. It's not easy to get. It's a fight to get, but it is interesting. I'll just like... say it because it's kind of cool. The ewer, the treasure, any poisonous liquid poured into the ewer is instantly transformed into an equal amount of sweet wine. God damn it, I want that. Well, that's a cool one. Wait a minute. <laughs> my alcoholic that? monk wants to go back wait I want to something go back in his too. gut hold on hold on now that I know what that thing does we gotta go back you guys Come on, guys bro. listen I feel in my I feel in my very soul that we've made a mistake and must turn back immediately post haste furthermore a creature that grasps the ear's handle can command the ear to fill with one gallon of wine and it can't and it can't produce more wine until the next dawn. We need to go back immediately. <laughs> I am with you. Listen. 
<laughs> Guys, something's very wrong. We must return immediately. <laughs> whoa, 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 I feel like we've, we're forgetting something. We've made a grave error. That thing looked expensive. I forgot to pawn it. Yes. <laughs> so we're not making this extremely meta. As we're leaving the room, Farius will kind of just turn back and cast Detect Magic as a uh, as racial ability. That's an amazing racial. Okay, thank you for the retcon. Yes, um, Farius, you learn these traits of the, the Ewer and relaying them to your friends. You excite them quite a bit. And Anthony's gonna go grab it. Yeah, he's gonna grab it. Is there another magic in the room? Like the rest of the feast, the painting on the wall. Oh, thank you. Detect magic would allow you to see everything in there for like 10 minutes, correct? Yeah. You see, illusionary magic. This entire feast is a lie. I knew it. <laughs> I knew the cauliflower was too good to be true. <laughs> cauliflower. That's what gave it away. You, everything else the was cauliflower, great, yeah. <laughs> the cauliflower is what gave it away. You said cauliflower and went, no. It's not real. It's not real. That couldn't grow in this climate. You do and see that the table, while real, the torches, the feast, and the chairs, all illusions from a spell programmed illusions. So what would have happened if we tried to sit on the chair? Fall through it. Fall about two feet on the prank, bro. Well, that was a prank, bro. Did you die? Painting. I don't think there is a painting. Let me double check. That could be wrong. Looks like torch scones are the only thing on the wall here. Gotcha. Okay. Other than the fresco, which is illusionary. You know it is real though, the wine. Grabbing the yeah, I'm gonna grab the picture. Yeah. It sticks on the table. You kind of have to plant your feet and give it a tug. And as you do, you hear a whoop as the feast disappears and shimmering in its place. Seven grotesque, long, white faces start to. <sighs> taking our wine oh no 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 it's mine I, I, I brought this I brought this from home <laughs> All right, give me a persuasion roll uh, deception uh, yeah give me a deception roll with advantage with assistance with from advantage cards. awesome wow why didn't you just let me do the deceiving uh, oh yeah right that is Cardius <laughs> Anthony's deception. Um, that's Anthony, why? <laughs> I raised you better than this. Or worse, rather. Liar! You try and steal our booze! You were raised better! <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm from the Barovia. What are you talking about? I was raised to take something I wanted. Oh, God. All right, let's get into it. Seven specters <gasps> start floating up through the ground and grasping at your booze, monsters. <laughs> let's get some initiative. 
23. Not rolling very good today, huh? Hmm. I'm not. All right, Cardius, you're going to be up first. I'm going to try to defuse the situation. Never, you'll never be able to leave without Abus. Wait, no. with Abus. Cardius is going to like put his hands out, you know, when people are trying to do the calm down motion. He's going to be like, hey, 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 hey. Look, I know you're upset about the bullets, you know. And uh, I understand that, you know, and alcohol is a very personal thing but i want you to think you can't drink it anyway you're not in any position to however we could go on to enjoy it in your place you're making a, a persuasive argument i see but frankly because we're not allowed to drink or we're not able to drink anymore why should anyone else be allowed to enjoy themselves and get your buzz we wish because the whole that's what alcohol is for. Someone has to enjoy it. To let no one enjoy it is a crime and disrespect on alcohol itself. You would be doing a disservice. You are right. That would be wrong for it to go to waste. I just want to see everyone suffer as I do now that I'm unable to partake. You're making a good persuasion roll. Go ahead. You have made a great persuasion roll. Give me a persuasion with advantage. This guy's ah. a boozer. He really, you're really 16. speaking to him. I'm better at lying. Oh, you're right. But I'm just such a bitter asshole. God damn it! All right, I need a battle map. I'm just gonna use this battle map, and then I'm gonna use these guys. Oh, so spooky. And we're surrounded by the specter. They're all going to start drifting towards you over this now empty table. <sighs> Cardius, your persuasion roll. Well, a very good argument. Passed right through their spectral forms. Various. Oh, wait. Oh, I doubt it would help much, but, uh... What's up? Oh, yeah, never, never mind. Various um. with your canine companion beside you. <sighs> what do you do? Uh, Wookie, I had a question. Go ahead. So what would it have done if it had met... Well, obviously, he would have uh, held his arms out and been like, whoa, 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 friends, let's let him go. Booze is meant to be enjoyed. Well, because it could, uh, if I'm allowed 
I do have Devil's Favor and uh, Thrall to Demon, which collectively give me a plus three. Plus three from 11? The 19 rolls probably without his oh, modifiers. The 16 with advantage. Okay. So 19, 19 meets it, beats it. They try to steal from us. Consume them. Whoa, whoa, friends, wait. Let them go. It's not their time. They stole from us. They've taken everything. We have nothing. Just, just chill, you guys. It's cool. You know, we should just accept our fate and you'll move on. You know, I could, uh, personally help you move on, if you'd like. No! Never! You will not take us away from this place! So you wish to remain here for the rest of your eternal days, I believe? We remain here. God damn it. Well, I'll get him next time. I'm going to step into the ethereal plane and leave one of the dream pies and then just step back out. You do so without issue? Well, yeah. You see a few of the phantoms disappear into the ethereal realm where you left the pie and you guys keep moving. You know, I'm glad that worked. My plan was just to challenge them to a drinking competition. <laughs> Might have worked too. Because, like, they can't drink it. <laughs> But wouldn't that be bad on us if they can't drink it, but we can? Listen, whoever can finish their cup without spilling a drop is usually the competition for winning. So... If you can't finish it, because you can't touch it. Whoa, whoa, if you foul, spill a drop, dude. you also lose. All over the floor, come on. What are you, an amateur? <laughs> Party foul, bro, come on. Just trying to avoid conflict. This bare stone room consists of a foyer to the east and a shrine to the west. Candlesticks are draped and cobwebs stand in the four corners of the foyer. In the shrine, a faceless obsidian statue stands in a raised alcove at the at the western end of the chamber. Slumped before the statue are two decapitated corpses in tattered garments. Two pairs of alcoves line the north and south walls of the shrine. Check the corpses. Please give me a wisdom saving throw. Of course. Various and Anthony as well. Oh, wonderful. I'm good at those. Good thing wisdom is my one good skill. <laughs> you succeed. Well done. Anthony's fail. Various fail. You, Various and Anthony, are drawn towards these statues. You feel a stupidness wash into you. Your mind empties as you slowly start to drift towards them. 
can I like pat them on the shoulders and be like, hey, where, where are you going? Almost compelled, you feel it, you can respond, but you still are drawn, almost unbidden, trying to make your way to the statue. Is there magic coming off the statue? Oh, yes. Um, Farius will just reply, magic statue, can't look away. Ah, got it, got it, got it. Can I? Oh, it is you, it really is it. Can I? Um... I cannot do anything, no. You can. Can I? You're quite capable. I believe in you, Cardius. I don't believe in myself. <laughs> I struggle. I have had a rough couple weeks where I have struggled, but I pretend like I'm fine. That's fair. That's fair. There's one uh, basic thing you can do to stop the Very mm-hmm. simple. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Shit. But... <laughs> I mean, I could. You could. There's it might be the wrong answer as well. There's, there's, there's a double side. It's so simple, it might work. But it's also so simple, it might blow up in our face. Mm-hmm. See? Destroy the statue. That might be bad. Anthony, you reach out, trying to muster the violence and aggression in you to smash the shit out of the statue and break it into a million tiny pieces. And as you reach up towards it, it's so pretty. You can't, you love this statue, it's amazing. You think, uh, you know what, uh, you'll just stay here in the shadow of the statue for the rest of your life. It's amazing. What more could you ask for? Bask in its beauty of this wonderful construction and marvel at it. Right, um. Can I ask the flaming skulls what's up with you? Of course, yes, I apologize. This is, uh, well, it's Xanathar's pet project. He likes to draw in people and leave them defenseless for him to come to later. I'll take care of it. And, uh, see a little bit of, like, a as the flames, the green wreath of flames around this flame skull shimmers for a moment. You, as a spellcaster, would recognize the dispel magic spell being cast as the statue. Oh, okay. Loses a little bit of its power, and Anthony and Various, you no longer feel drawn towards the statue and spending the rest of your days in its shadow. Also, the the skulls are green. They are green. Oh, why didn't you tell me from the start? Let me fix their token. No, I'm sorry. No, listen, they're RGB flame skulls. <laughs> oh, how cute. Gamer skulls, if you will. Arius is gonna mutter a thank you to the skulls. 
Not a problem. It is our solemn duty to ensure that you are led everywhere you'd like to go as your undying tour guides. It is our pleasure. And you see him rotate like at a 45 degree angle as if his head was just bowing. Anthony's also going to thank them, but he's going to grab out his quarter staff and he's going to try to whack the statue in the face. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it just gives a, a stony tick. All right, everyone, one moment, please. Uh, just step away from that statue. We're going this way. And he walks over just to, like, a spot in the wall, nondescript, and says... says a magic magic word that you're not able to quite comprehend and you what hear magic words okay fine god damn it um, <laughs> it's probably here somewhere two secret doors lead to this room when either door is pulled open uh, maybe this isn't one of those kind of secret doors ah it is not so this door is not oh the second one is sealed with arcane lock alright well they just opened this one with non-magical meads, mage hand. And as this door slides open, it cracks open about a foot or two at first, and a pile, a flood, a river of skulls starts to hollowly thunk out as the door slides fully open. About a two or three foot uh, pile of skulls falls out of the secret alcove. Just regular skulls. Hundreds of skulls fall out of the cavity behind the door. Regular, regular schools. Well, that's welcoming. Xanathar's been busy over the years. Quite, quite. I think, frankly, it's more for intimidation. Just to put it on a bit of a flare. Please, this way. And he, um... Oh, no. <laughs> it's like three mage hands appear, and they start digging like a windmill, like a circular pattern, a path through the skulls, and you come about five, six more feet. Do we had another door? This door honestly, is. What was that? Honestly, this would be a lot more threatening if it was more than just skulls. You know, like the rest of the body. Look, I'll have you no. know, just a skull can be quite powerful. I, I, I'll show yes, you. Yes, yes, but but like just the skulls. It seems staged. Like, where's the rest of the body? I know. I understand you're magical, but these are just skulls. Well, quite right. That is staged. It's all part of the production. But, but it'd be so much more authentic if it was the whole body. You should really bring that up to the whole interior designer, Avery. Very well. I see what you're saying. Like, if you had the full mass of bones, not just their skulls, it might be more of an... I'll, I'll bring it up to Sanathar later. One moment, please. You come to the second door, attached to the 30-foot high ceiling in this dark... sepulchre? This is, uh, is an upside-down iron chest with a barrel-shaped lid. Going up to the lid, the Barnabas Three says a magic word, and some arcane runes appear on the on this iron sarcophagus, and the lights, uh, the lid slides to the side, and you guys proceed into the room behind it. I must say, it's quite handy having new skulls here. 
as we know our way around, it's been a few hundred years since I was brought back from the dead, and well, while my memory isn't as good as it was when I was alive, I'll be sure to make my way around here on again. Yes. Anything magic light up in this room? Sarcophagus that you're walking through is in fact magical. You see that this chest is an impervious magical weapon. The chest is a weapon? <laughs> Maybe not a weapon, but it is a magical item. I mean, if your strength stat is high enough, anything's a weapon. <laughs> there. Uh, but nothing in the room we're going into. There is something magical in there. You feel powerful magic emanating off a spell book. As you reach into the room, you can feel the waves of powerful energy emanating from it and immediately catches your eye. Taking in the rest of the room, you see that this 15-foot-high room contains trappings of royalty, ornate furniture, exquisite rugs, Can I take the rug? Yes. Respectfully. You bend down and start rolling up the rugs, and behold! This is a fancy rug. The tapestries and decorative statuary all looks quite refined. Everywhere you look are lit chandelabras atop small tables. The beauty of the decor is undone by thick dust of cobwebs. Standing in the center of the room is a decrepit skeleton clad in tattered robes. Ah, uh, gonna go over to the skeleton. Walking on up, you notice a red pinpoint of light burning the skeleton's eye sockets and turning. Do I know you? You very well might. I've met quite a few people in my time. That's a strangely ambiguous answer for asking if we've been acquainted with each other. I get so frustrated, frustrated. I used to know so much more, but now everything seems to be slipping away. I'm confused. Well, you uh, are my you friend, might... aren't you? Well, I would like to think so. I enjoy those who also, you know, dabble in looking for things like knowledge and power. Fantastic! Wonderful, wonderful! That's... I think that was my job when I was here. I thought it was. Maybe it was. Surely, no. They... Remember, it's so close. That's on the tip of my tongue. Ah. Is the skull moving, or is it like a disembodied voice? Or... It's doing that classic thing where just the lower jaw is moving, but somehow it's making all <laughs> its B's and, and, and S's happen mysteriously. So, uh, what is this thing? You look at him, he's a lich. Looks like an undead skelly. Is it the whole lich? 
Oh yeah, it's not just a skull. He's got a body and various. Oh. This is old like that. Yes. Got the whole body. Like so, like if they can't remember who they are, like that's in a very old lich. Yes. At this point, one uh, Barnabas three floats on up to the lich and says, "Zenithar, these are our guests. They've come to wait. Wh- why are you here again? Ah, uh, just to uh, search around." Right, no, no, remember, Zanada. They are here to learn the great and dark mysteries that you have protected and shared with us over the years. Please show them, show them your many talents and strengths, and perhaps they'll be able to take your gifts back into Barovia and into the world. I remember that was my job. I would, yes, now I remember I would show travelers that came here the many secrets of our library our collection it was my joy yes Strahd I showed Strahd he arrived here as my pleasure please please follow me I will give you the grand tour this way can can he move he seems quite limber you watch him crackly bones, stiff and cracking, but someone like a fluid dancer walk directly out of the room. Can I tell how close he is to death? The thing about witches, they, they aren't really... Is there magic coming off of him? You they, notice he... Home. Anthony, you first. What's up? I, I know quite a bit about liches because I'm, I'm making a lich for my campaign. Nice. Um, yeah, he's it's an interesting campaign. It's good. They're going to fight the first lich ever. Wow. Yeah. But um, they, they typically have a phylactery, and that has to be destroyed before they can die. I know that so, much. But they're annoying to kill like you thought you got it. And it's like, ah, oh, no, you didn't get the phylactery. And it could be anything. Didn't get his yeah. crux. They could have gone into the forest, picked up a random rock, made that theft for Lactory, and left it. Well, that's not a good, that's not a bad plan. No. no. Not entirely true, it's actually a very expensive process. A geode. I, I knew one character that played a, a warlock, warforged, that um was the phylactery for a lich. Oh, that's so cool! It actually is. That is pretty cool. So, magic in the room on the lich, other than the book. Looking up towards the book, you find that the spine is labeled with incants of Xanthar. Xanatar. I think it's Xanatar. <laughs> Not Xanthar. Xanathar is the, the, the head thing, the holder that wrote the book. Yeah. Uh, probably just fucking it up. It's, uh, Exenth... terror. There's a T in there. Exenter. In any case, that is the only magical item that you see within this room. What is... Actually... Now, that is the only magical item within this room currently. 
Darius is gonna pick it up and put it in his bag. He's holding it? As you make your way over to the spell book with the intention of picking it up, not gonna like that. He's gonna stab you. Oh. Whoa, there, fellow practitioner of magic, what? You wouldn't take another man's spell book from him? Come now. Please, follow me and perhaps we can share notes and compare another time. I would prefer that you see the majesties that this temple has to offer. And if you are still curious as to looking into my own personal artifacts, I'd be happy to share them with you, but know that this temple has many greater magics and powers than my paltry magic spells. Alright, I was just curious. I actually would like to take them up on the offer of uh, reading their spellbook. Of course, of course, I'm sure I don't have anything that's too far beyond your capabilities. Adding you over the spellbook, um, taking it from Farius and giving it to you, Cardius, you leaf through it and you find that this lich is indeed a powerful spellcaster. Very funny. Oh, nothing too beyond your capabilities, he said. Ooh, like he's not millennia old lich. Hmm. He is... Well, it doesn't say what he has... Just looks like, um, okay, he is not looking his best, but you wouldn't know that from his spell book. But looking through his spell book, they are the standard stat blocks listed on the Lich in the Monster Manual. Uh, one moment. Well, lead on. That's a lot, okay. Is a lot. Oh. He's does to beat you. Oh, what's up? He has power word kill. Hold up. Yeah, he does. We're just gonna oh, okay. We're gonna glaze over that. Or maybe and he doesn't. Following this lich, Xanathar leads you back out into the room, past the feast, back into the hallway, and into the enormous room with the God of Secrets looming over you Who's all. Who's from? Who's from? In the frog? Frog. Bone? Oh, yeah, right. it's Frog's it's still the there. Up. While we're walking, can I copy fireball onto one of my scrolls? Absolutely. You can make a fireball scroll. Coolio.
And as you all are led back down into the massive darkness underneath the leering eyes of the faceless god of shadows, Xanathar begins to explain how all the secrets came to be here, collected and sequestered away to protect the world, and how they slowly corrupted its protectors and turned them on each other until they were all dead. That's when I found this place and returned them in my service as flame skulls. Thank you, Barnabas, three through six. And now I shall share with you these secrets that were so hard to keep suppressed. And he leads you into the vault of Marurus, where you guys see three sarcophagi. That's good. Similar to the room that you entered through the hole in the ceiling and lowered yourselves down into, the three sarcophagi are, are placed inside of alcoves in the wall. And it is at this point, Xanathar motions to each of you saying, go, touch your hand amongst the amber and commune with the dark vestiges within and beg their knowledge and power. Oh, well, don't mind if I do. Cardaeus is gonna step up to one of the sarcophagi. What kind of magic is coming off of them? You've never felt anything as dark and evil as what radiates off these amber prisons. This is never something that was human. This was a dark force, elemental, and destructive as you reach out with your mind you feel something rush into your own and almost overwhelm you before pulling back and darkly reaching out which coffin did you go to i think i have you on the wrong map you do always yep no <laughs> where are we guys are currently in the vault of Mavarius, which is area 33B, making it this one. Yeah, it's just, yeah. I'll just go to the one in the middle of the room. It's most accessible. Oh, you guys actually wouldn't have been here. I'm fucking up. Want the world to know. I just want to <laughs> let it. Okay. So we'll go ahead and end that session here tonight, guys, with you standing over some coffins yet to be determined, commuted with the evil within. It could just be my parents. Son, we're so happy <laughs> you came to visit. You lie. Who are your little friends? <laughs> Various wants none of it. <laughs> I want all of it. I want it all. Listen, I'm happy with my magic Why? picture of alcohol. Dude, a one gallon refilling pitcher? Ugh. Just make more wine when you pour poison into it? Why poison? Well, I, I mean, I guess alcohol is uh... a. I mean, that is what you said, right? Whenever you pour poison, or is it any liquid? It says poison. Yeah. 
Paris had some poison. I also have poison. Get some alcohol. See, I'm the loser with no poison, I guess. <laughs> oh, damn. Well, everybody, that's it for tonight. Thank you for playing, and good night, good luck. I don't like that good luck. Get rid of the good luck? <laughs> yes. Thanks for playing. Oh no, we're broken down on the side of the road again. Gosh darn it. Is this you? Have you been here before? Stuck on the off-ramp of the freeway and you're wondering why oh why have you found yourself here again? It's because you bought American. Yes, it turns out that America hasn't made a good car in over 50 years and that's why you should jump into a Toyota. Yes, Japanese engineering actually strives to make a quality product that you'll be able to invest in and own for multiple years without bland obsolescence or any other malarkey. That's why you need to get into a Toyota today. Try a 4Runner, Toyota Tacoma, or a sporty and a robust and ready to rumble tundra. Yes, and that's right, ladies and gentlemen. I know you Americans are used to buying brand new shit pretty much every other year. But with a Toyota, you can rest assured that you won't have to go in for, other than an oil change, uh, your engine exploding, or you catching on fire, or rolling over unexpectedly, or you and your children burning alive in a wildfire. Yes, with a Toyota, you are going to be guaranteed reliability and responsibility, both to you as a customer and the environment, because Toyota is committed to being a zero emission company by 2120. Buy a Toyota. Toyota, Toyota, you won't break down on the side of the road immediately.